My Seven Chakras, episode 51. Thought without action is a daydream. Action without thought is a nightmare. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. Rise and Grind Action Takers, AJ here. And once again, we are back at the hub for insights, advice and tips that are sure to change your life to become the best version of yourself. But before we begin today's epic show, let me ask you this. Are you a member of our growing Facebook group yet? As a member, you will get exposed to uplifting thoughts, ideas and messages that will surely change your life. And we've got big plans for the group in the near future. So get ready for some action. How do you join? It's super simple. Search for My 7 Chakras group and then click join. All right, let's move on. Action takers, I am supercharged to bring you our featured guest for today, Alan Meisner. So Alan, are you ready to inspire? Absolutely. Let's get moving. Awesome. So Alan Meisner has been successful in many facets of his life. During his 30s, he let his health and fitness decline. After a moment of self-reflection, he committed to improving his health and relationships, which led him down an entirely new life path. So Alan, I've given our listeners a mini intro. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Okay, well, I'm almost 50. And, uh, you know, as I kind of transition out of my corporate career, uh, I'm looking to transition into something that's a lot more meaningful. And coaching individuals to find their health and fitness is just kind of, I know it's my life calling. I've just put it off for far too long. But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to starting my practice and really getting out there and helping as many people as I can. Well, thanks a lot for that awesome intro and finding your life's calling. That's one of our favorite topics here at My 7 Chakras. And we'll, we're going to dive a little deeper uh, later on. But before that, I'm sure you agree that thoughts are things and words are powerful because they inspire thoughts that lead to things. So as our featured guest, you have that opportunity to ignite a thought in our minds today. So Alan, what is your favorite inspirational quote? And give us one example of how you apply this quote to your life. Okay, well, um, it's actually, it's a Japanese proverb. Mm-hmm. And it's thought without action is a daydream. Action without thought is a nightmare. And I use this a lot with my clients, because, you know, a lot of us want something or think we want something, but we never take those steps to do something. And, you know, I've noticed with older, older folks, when we start getting out there and trying to work out, a lot of them don't understand why their bodies don't work like they did when they were in their 20s. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to do something, have some thought put behind it, why you're doing this, what are you trying to accomplish? Uh, one example I can give is, you know, uh, people will ask me, what's the best exercise? Well, the, the short answer a lot of trainers give them is the one that you'll stick to. 
Uh, but I like to make them drill a little bit deeper and like, what is the goal that you want to accomplish? Mm-hmm. And when they start spilling out those, those, those goals, the things that are really, they're, they're the passions of what they want. I want to be able to be with my grandchildren. I want to be able to retire in the mountains and be able to hike. Uh, all of those things that they really, really are passionate about, then they have a goal, then they can set a plan, and then they can achieve amazing things. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks a lot for sharing that powerful phrase with us. Thought without action is a daydream, but action without thought, well, that is a nightmare and sort of reminds me of something that Tony Robbins once said, he said, never leave the sight of any goal setting. Obviously, goal setting is something that you write or you think about, but never leave the sight of any goal setting without deciding on some action that you're going to take. It might not be huge action, but some step, something that you're going to do, someone that you're going to call, or maybe if you're going to run just two kilometers, some action that can create that momentum. So thanks a lot for sharing. Thank you. Now, one of the most popular New Year resolution is weight loss. And yet an estimated 50 million Americans go on a diet each year. Only about 5% manage to keep the weight off, according to Colorado State University. So it seems like an uphill battle. What's going wrong here? Well, there, there's a couple of different things. I think one is there's there's just so much information out there that people just get overloaded. And so, you, you know, you may see something that's one day that says a low-fat diet is the right diet. And then the next day comes along and says, no, you should be on a low-carb diet. Or they say eggs are bad. No, eggs are good. You know, <laughs> how do you weed through all of that data, all that information, and, and do something? And, and which exercise is right for you? And all those questions that are coming about, it's not that we don't have uh, enough information. We almost have too much information. So to me, the one key to success is the commitment you make at the front end. If you're truly committed to do something, uh, then you're going to make the effort to do it. And then beyond that, just change one small thing. Build one healthy habit into your lifestyle and let that ride for a while and see what that does for you. And then you can add another one and then another one and take away a couple of bad habits here and there. And then you're on a path where you you can sustain and be successful. So many folks will sit there and say, okay, I'm going on a diet tomorrow and they change everything about the way they eat. And that's just not sustainable. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with the information age. It's beautiful because we have so many channels out there. You have blogs, you have podcasts, you have webinars and people trying to tell you of the various diets that can help your life. Many self-help gurus, many regimes. But as a result, people have so much exposure that they feel overwhelmed and they don't take that first step. So thanks a lot for reminding us that the first step is the commitment to the change and then taking that bite-sized decision or that small step, evaluating whether it's working for you. And if it's not, then just taking another step forward so that in totality, you are making progress. Now, Alan, I know that you've started a 10-episode series or a podcast called Foundations to assist your listeners in starting their health and fitness journey. And you have dedicated one complete episode to sugar. So how bad is sugar for us? Well, I wouldn't say sugar itself is horrible for you, but we we eat far too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the standard American diet today eats about 157 pounds of sugar per year. Wow. Okay, that that's a human sized pound of sugar. I mean, that's that's just. And, and whereas you know, in the past, 
we didn't eat nearly that much. And so what we're doing is we're, we're overtaxing our, our pancreas because it has to produce the insulin to handle all that sugar. And eventually the pancreas gives out and then we have obesity and we have diabetes. And so by cutting back sugar, what I've found with my clients is that they can regulate their blood sugar to a more even level. They have all the energy they want, in many cases, more energy than they've ever had. And they're able to start shedding the pounds. Mm-hmm. Well, that statistic really surprised me. 157 pounds per year is huge. And I'm sure that all of that sugar really taxes your pancreas. And at a certain point, it cannot create that much ins- insulin. So thanks a lot for that tip. Just by, as you mentioned earlier, taking small steps Listeners, it doesn't mean that you eliminate sugar from your diet, but then taking small steps, maybe the next time you go to a coffee shop, maybe in your coffee, don't add that sugar, but that small steps will lead to you feeling much more energetic, feeling much better. And you might not notice it, but I'm sure your friends and family will notice that change in energy. Now, Alan, you your target audience are people who are in their 40s, 50s, or 60s, and especially at that age, getting back on the health track can be a bit of a challenge. So for someone listening to the show right now, maybe in that age group who might be a bit overweight and struggling with his or her health or fitness goal, how does this person get started? Well, I'd like to start by saying the human body is just an amazing, amazing thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once you actually start really kind of uh, pulling together how, how it operates and how you operate. When we were younger, Uh, we were much more resilient. We had the ability to snap back from all kinds of things, the toxins, the stress, the all the things that are going on in our lives. We're able to snap back from that relatively quickly. We're very resilient. As we get older, that gets harder and harder. Uh, Plus, add to the fact that things like stress and toxins are cumulative. So over the years, we have a cumulative effect of the toxins and the stress that have put us in a condition where we're just not really ready to be optimized and healthy. So it takes those kind of those small initial steps and then the progression of it so that you're you're, you're like making a snowball. And initially, when you start the snowball down the hill, it stays a very small snowball for a period of time. But then by the time it gets to the bottom of the hill, it's much, much larger. And so you want to kind of start with that mindset of, I'm going to make a small change. I'm going to clean up something. And then you do that, make that a habit, and then you move forward. And that snowball will grow. It will. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with you. The human body is an amazing thing. And I feel sometimes that we're not using the full capacity uh, of our human body or even of our brain. When we're young, we're so resilient. We can do anything. We're able to snap back. But as we get our jobs, we go into college, we get exposed to more of society around us. We get the stress. We get some toxins, which are cumulative, as you mentioned. And it's just that difficult to change, to experience that paradigm shift. But like you mentioned, think big listeners, but start small. Think big, but start small. And that will create that snowball effect. That's what you're looking for. The snowball effect which starts small, but grows big and becomes unstoppable. And with that, Alan, we've reached the health Round. The fact of the matter is that making a change, losing weight, maybe starting a disciplined exercise regime can be hard. But the hardest part, as you mentioned, 
is taking that first step and that's why during this round our guests share one health tip that our listeners can try out immediately so what is that one health tip that you can share with our listeners move more just just move more than you are today you know you can invest in something like a fitbit or something like that to help you track it but you know a, a lot of us are stuck in office jobs i know you know i i have been and so i when i made this choice to start really working on my health and fitness uh, i went out and and had the company buy me a a desk adjustable desk that goes up and down mm-hmm. and so now i don't spend any time during the day unless i'm in a meeting sitting in a chair i'm either sitting on a balance ball or i'm standing at my desk and I even have a wobble board to kind of go along with all of that. But the more you move, your body responds to it. In fact, we were, we were designed to move. The, the, movement, the movement is expression of life. And, and it expresses that life all the way down to your genes. And so a lot of times, some of the ailments that we actually have in our bodies are just a poor expression of genes that have been cut off because of a toxin or something inappropriate that we're eating. When we get that inflammation out of our system, when we start taking care of ourselves and moving, your body's able to express itself as a, a vibrant living thing that it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks a lot for sharing, Alan. Listeners, I think it, the important thing is to move and to just take that first step and then take the help of maybe certain devices or gadgets that can help you monitor what is the type of progress you're making, such as a Fitbit. And I, I'd also like to add that Sometimes that learning curve or that change might be difficult. So that's when a coach or a mastermind, a group of people who are having the same goals as you do or just joining a meetup group where the objective is for people who may not be in the best health state but are determined and courageous and confident that they are going to achieve their health goals. So like they say, you are the sum average of the people that you hang out with. Once you change that group, you automatically are driven to making a change for yourself as well. So thanks a lot for sharing, Alan. You're welcome. And with that, we move on to the challenge round. Now, William Halsey Jr. once said that there are no great people in this world, only great challenges which ordinary people rise to meet. So this round is about challenges, stories of how our guest experienced the challenge and came out of it triumphantly. So Alan, let's go back to a time when you faced a major challenge. What was going on through your mind at that time? And then how did you overcome it? Well, you know, I, I think I think I'll go back to a point in time when I was um, I was relatively unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And I was working for a company and we were going through a, a terrible investigation. Uh, you know, as my corporate job, I'm, I'm responsible for fraud investigations. And this was a pretty big one. And I, I remember sitting at my desk, I was having a conversation with some attorneys. And at that point, just a, a realization that the company I was working for was very likely to die as a public company. Mm-hmm. And the stress of that was, was huge. And, and initially, I really struggled with the stress response to, uh, to that whole event. Uh, you know, I, I was drinking a little bit more. I, w- I was I was not working out. I was not doing the right ways for me to manage stress. And so I, I took a trip to the beach, and I, I went and I and I just spent a lot of time just sitting on the beach, reflecting about what was 
wrong with my situation and why was I like I was and why was I feeling this stress and letting it impact me so severely. And through that meditation, I, I came to the realization that I had not done anything wrong. I was merely doing what I was there to do and fulfilling my purpose with the company, which was the best thing I could do for everybody involved. And so by understanding that, you know, I was not a victim, I was, I was not the one who created this problem, I was merely someone involved and, and therefore I, I could kind of remove myself and generally be a more of a spectator to, to the, the bad of it. And just focus on the content of what my purpose was with that company. And just, just that, that, that bit of reflection, that bit of turning around and saying, hey, I can get through this because this isn't bigger than me. And, and, and it's also not something that on the long run is going to really severely impact my life. Uh, it would, you know, initially because the, the, the career may be going away at that company, I'll have to get another job and, and whatnot. But I... I didn't think that was a problem. So, you know, this goes back to some Dale Carnegie trainings where he basically has a book, uh, you know, it's about uh, how to deal with uh, anxiety and worry. And, and that's one of the that's one of the tenets he has in there is, is just start thinking about what's the worst thing that could happen. And if you can deal with that, then everything just looks up. So, uh, you know, I kind of found myself in that position of saying, okay, so when I left that vacation, uh, I had made a, a lot of, uh, I'm going to say, positive internal growth. And then I started making those those fundamental changes to my life then. Uh, and that's reflected in the person I am today. So looking back now, what is that one major life lesson that you would want our listeners to take away from your story? Reflect. Uh, don't be reactionary and don't, don't think there's not a solution to any given problem. There's always a solution to a problem. And you just need to reflect and allow yourself to kind of disconnect from the, the troubles and the worries and the stresses and really get mindful into what matters to you and, and what can you do to be in the best position for your, your life, your health, and your family. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks a lot for sharing that inspiring story with us. What resonated with me was the moment you took your time to reflect at the beach in terms of understanding that you were trying to escape from the stress, but you took time to reflect and be mindful of that situation that caused true realization that you weren't responsible for this. And more importantly, that a change is possible. And I know going back to a challenging moment is really hard, but because you did, our listeners are now equipped with a a reference point to get stronger. And now we move on to the finding your life's true calling around during which our listeners share empowering stories of how they found their reason to be on this planet. Albert Einstein once said, strange is our situation here upon earth. Each of us comes for a short visit, not knowing why, yet sometimes seeming to divine a purpose. So my question to you, Alan, is have you found your life's true calling? If yes, what is your life's calling? Absolutely, I have. It's it's personal training. It's it's helping people find health. I can reflect a story if we have time. Yes, of course we do. <laughs> okay, I have a friend from high school. I, I I can only because I'm working full time and then I'm doing this on the side, the training on the side. I really only have time to train one or two people at a time. So I'm I'm now working with with one of my good friends 
from high school. So I've known this guy for over 35 years. And he had gotten very out of shape, very unfit, uh, very heavy. And so uh, I brought him on as a client, mm-hmm. he and his wife. I'm actually featuring them on the podcast. And in just nine weeks, he's lost 31 pounds. Wow. And he, when he went to his doctor, the doctor, did a, they did a blood test that basically shows what your long-run blood sugar is. And his had always run well up into the high nines, which is, is not healthy. He was on meds mm-hmm. uh, to keep it there. But uh, he uh, had lowered it down by more than two points, almost three total points, in just five weeks. Mm-hmm. So the doctors, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he, he explained what he was doing. And uh, the doctor's like, that, that's amazing. You know, I'm going to tell my client, <laughs> I'm going to tell all my <laughs> patients to, to do exactly what you're doing because it works. And, and to, to have that kind of uh, feedback from someone whose life is changing right before my eyes mm-hmm. is just, you know, it, <laughs> it's, it's almost soul-crushingly beautiful. You know, it's just something that I'm very, very proud that he's been able to accomplish. And again, it was just that, that first small step and then the persistence to keep that snowball going down the hill. That is indeed a wonderful story. You said that you had a passion to infuse or to start a change in the community, in the people around you, but you started with your inner circle. You started with a close friend of yours who was having some challenges as far as losing weight and through your assistance, through your advice, through your mentorship, he lost 31 pounds in nine weeks. And in fact, because of this amazing results, he was at a nine and he lowered his blood sugar through the blood test by three points, the doctor was surprised and the doctor was wondering how was he able to change in such a short period of time. So that is amazing and thanks a lot for sharing. Now, based on what you said, is there a moment in time beyond which you were pretty sure that you had found your life's purpose? So if you could take us back to that moment and share with us that story. Well, you know... I've kind of bounced around in my career. I've always been an auditor mm-hmm. uh, up until this point. So I've, I've always kind of bounced around with my career. Um, but there have been some times when I was I was just extremely proud of what I was accomplishing for the company I was working for. And so in the past, I've, I've always kind of uh, equated myself to, you know, being the best employee, being the best manager, being the best leader. Uh, within the corporation, and, and like most men, uh, Western men anyway, I kind of define myself based on my job. Uh, part of my reflection on that beach that day was to understand that I had let the other two parts of my life, my family and relationships, and my health go astray. And and so since that point, you know, even though I was very very proud, and I still am very very proud of what I've accomplished in my business career. Um, I just knew at that point that I needed to do a little bit more focus on the other two aspects of my life so I could have a true balance. And, I, and I'm getting there. Well, that sounds inspiring. You first had a main focus on your job itself. You considered yourself or you equated yourself with being the best employee and other aspects of your life, maybe the relationships, your family, and those uh, did not get the required focus from your life. But then you had that realization 
at that beach and you took some time to sort of distance yourself from what the situation that was going on and that allowed you to be objective and to understand the situation and take action. So listeners, is there a situation where you're focusing on just one aspect of your life and maybe not giving enough focus to other aspects of your life, maybe your relationships, maybe that dream business that you have in your mind that you've always wanted to start with, maybe it's a spa or maybe it's some consulting work that doesn't seem possible at now at this moment but you have that dream that you really are passionate about you know so give some more focus maybe take some people's help who are in the market who are available in society who have seen that who might be able to help you as well and just take action take small action but just take action so with that alan like all things come to an end our show has come to an end too and this round is called the wisdom round four small questions that require four short but action-packed answers so are you ready yes sir what is the best advice you have ever received just do it uh you know it's it's kind of a crazy thing it's 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 a nike Mm -hmm. uh, ad but uh, you know and if you don't get started you're never going to go anywhere and so uh you know just do something in the meantime, you know, and it, and it, it kind of, you know, I know it kind of conflicts a little bit with my statement uh, of, you know, the, my, my favorite quote, but you know, with, with this thing, if you, if you just keep sitting back and not doing anything, you're always going to be in that daydream. And it's, I think it's important for you to take that first little step to get everything rolling. What is the one personal habit that contributes to your well-being? There's a lot, but I, I guess <laughs> I basically sit there and say, I, I, I try to keep balance in my life, and that means I I challenge my body through my workouts. I fuel my uh, body with my food, and I make sure to get plenty of rest and recovery. So, Alan, what is your morning ritual like? In other words, what do you do during the first two hours of your day? Well, I I kind of have a, a, a habit of waking up very, very early in the morning. I'll typically get up anywhere between 3.30 and 4.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll often get up and I'll kind of accomplish a couple little tasks around in the morning that I need to uh, just slowly. It's, I call it piddle time mm-hmm. because my, my brain is not fully engaged. My body's not fully engaged. And I just kind of need that time to, to wake up and, and get up. And so I'm, I'm very slow about how I progress in the, in the early part of my day. Uh, a lot of my mornings, that's when I'll go get my cardiovascular style workouts, my metabolic conditioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I may go to a CrossFit class or, or something like that. If I'm going to lift weights, I, I tend to try to do those in the, in the afternoon after my body's really had an opportunity to get warm, which again, is very important when you're a little bit older to understand how your body reacts to uh, workouts. The workout can last anywhere up to an hour. So that's, that's going to be the the bulk of of my day, I, but I I usually have about two two more hours uh, to shower, uh, take care of some personal items, and then I go to work. And I have about an hour drive to work, mm-hmm. and I use that that for a kind of a mindfulness practice of kind of getting myself into a work mode by thinking about the things I want to accomplish that day, thinking about, you know, what, what's going to be meaningful for me, for the business, mm-hmm. for the company I'm working for. And so really kind of the first five hours of my day are spent kind of with that general practice almost every day of the, of the week. Wow, that's really powerful. Now, I know that you are a big believer of reading books, but if you had to choose just one book, what is that one book that has made a significant impact on your life? 
I'm going to go with Eat, Sleep, Move, and it's by Tom Rath. It's a, it's a pretty simple book, but he, he talks about his some of his health issues and, and what he did to slowly progress himself to better health. And it's, it's got simple step-by-step uh, -step things that you can do and incorporate into your life uh, to get healthier. And, and it's really just something that I could say anybody could pick up this book and, and accomplish, um, accomplish great things with their health and fitness just through this one book. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing. Now, action takers, you can find the, today's inspirational quote, the best advice, morning ritual, and this particular book in the show notes. So, Alan, it was phenomenal having you on our show today. Before you go, tell us one thing that you are really grateful for. Tell us the best way we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, awesome. I, I'm, I'm just very grateful for my, my wife and family. Um, you know, we have beautiful kids that are healthy and accomplishing great things in their lives. Uh, we have everything we could ever hope for uh, as a family, and I just, I'm, I'm just blessed by my family, um, and particularly by my, my wife. As far as getting in touch with me, uh, what I've done is I've, I've put together a guide uh, that I did want to share on this podcast because I, I think your, your guests would, would benefit from. It's called Understanding How to Optimize Health and Fitness Through Your Endocrine System, and it's, uh, it's basically a guide that ties in how all of the glands in your body work and how you can optimize the health of those glands. And, uh, you know, my, my basic kind of foundation around the glands and the chakras is that they're, they're connected. They're, you know, the glands are the physical manifestation of the seven chakras. And I, and I kind of list them here. I, uh, in, in this, in this document that I want to share with you guys, it's at, uh, older, Dot fitness, which is kind of a different kind of TLD. There's no dot com or anything. It's just older dot fitness forward slash chakras. And this will take you to a landing page where you can see how you can access this document and others. And just a good warm welcome that all my contact details will be on that page. Well, thanks a lot for being so incredibly kind. I'm sure our listeners will love this wonderful gift that you have put together for them. So action takers, as you heard if you loved the content that you've just listened to today, a lot of insights that you shared, stories that I'm sure have empowered you, if you want to learn more of how you can be more healthy through the knowledge of your glands and the seven chakras, because both are really closely related, head on over to order.fitness/chakras, and then you'll have a landing page right there for you. You sign up, get the book, and take that action towards your new life and not only your new year, but your new decade as well. So just to remind you, it's there's no .com or .org. It's older.fitness slash chakras. So Alan, thank you so much for coming on our show today, inspiring us to stay healthy and taking us one more step closer to a human revolution. Thank you. So just guys, keep moving, start moving and keep moving. You're listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.